great. We thank the Lord for today. Today is what? Palm Sunday. So this evening, everybody's going to eat palm soup. How many are going to eat palm soup today? Because today is Palm Sunday. All ladies who don't know how to make palm soup, please. Today we have to do palm soup for us, wives. Amen. Anyway, that's by the way. But we are here to hear the word of God. Somebody say the word of God. Say we are here to hear the word of God. So open your ears and hear it. Amen. Okay, turn the Bible with me to Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Hallelujah. We are in church, so when you hear hallelujah, say amen. amen. Uh-huh. It is the house of God. It's not my house, okay. Matthew chapter 21. Can we all read together? One, two, it says what? And when he drew nigh unto Jerusalem, and were come to Bethphage, unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus to disciples. Wow. Jesus did what? He sent two disciples. Who's a disciple? A disciple is a follower of Jesus. A disciple is somebody who does what Jesus said, do. He said, go, you go. When he said, come, you come. How many are disciples of Jesus here? Raise up your hand. Let me see disciples. Wow. So, it means that you are going to listen to the message carefully. Because if you are a disciple, when Jesus said, go, you do what? Oh, you do what? So when he said, go, would you go? So if you don't go, it means that you are not a disciple. Hallelujah. Jesus was about to enter into the biggest city. And that was the last time he was going to celebrate himself and prove that he was a messiah. And just on the verge of entering into Jerusalem, Bible says he sent two of his disciples to do what? The next verse. So put yourself in as a disciple of Jesus Christ and expect what Jesus Christ wants you to do for him to enter into his glory. Are you here? Are you here? Would you do what Jesus Christ wants you to do? Everybody, before we put your, put your hands and Lord Jesus, please let me do what you are about to tell me. Because you send disciples. I am also your disciple. I want to do what your disciples did for you. To enable you to enter triumphantly into your glory. Say amen for that. Okay, now, verse 2. What did he do? He said, Lord, saying unto them, do what? Go into what? Write it down. If you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, you have to go to where? Hey, are you writing? 
Mrs. Kweku. Go into where? Stadium. Go into where? The village. What's the difference between a, a city and a village? A city is a place of great people. Great rich people, prospered people. Eh? When Jesus was about to enter into his glory, he said, Go to Jerusalem and bring me something. He said, Go to a village. Those of you who were born and bred in Accra, sometimes we who were born from, we were brought from a village. We become more useful to Christ than those of you who are born in Accra. Hey. Is it not true? Because you see, in life, eh, God always wants certain kind of people to use them. Certain kind of things. When you have a certain mindset, you know, people who are living in a village, a, a, a city, they have a certain mindset. But, and those of, who were born and bred in a village, do they have a certain mindset? Because a village person, when he comes to Accra, Charlie, anything you tell him to do, he will do because he wants to be in Accra. You people don't know what it is to come to Accra. Eh? Hey. When we're in a village, eh? And people say, let's go to Accra. Accra. That day you won't sleep. <laughs> hey. Hallelujah. I'm saying something to you, so understand it carefully. When somebody say, we are, I remember when I was in a village. You know, I, I live my life all in village. I finished sixth form in 1985. I came to Accra in 1986. So it means that all my life after six four, after going to secondary school for six years, seven years plus national service, I didn't know Accra. Yeah. So when I came to Accra, it was a blessing the first day I came to Accra. Hallelujah. But if you are born and bred in Accra, it's like a normal life. So when we say we are going to Accra, I say Accra way. I'm here. Listen and listen carefully. I'm preaching. Tell the person, the man is preaching you. He's not telling story. Say, I'm listening. Jesus said, go to the village. Listen, every word in the Bible is important. Don't just read it that you know how to spell the word village. So what man answered the word village? No. There's a reason for the choice and the mindset of Christ to understand that Jesus said. Because the Bible says he was near. Go back to verse 1. You see that it says he was near to Jerusalem. He was near. It's like Oh, Bafrin, Kumasia Babedu, and Sawam. You are near to the city. Oh, Babedu Kaswa. You are near to the city. So it would have been easier to say, oh, go to castle and bring me a certain nice car to use. 
But he said, no, 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 no. Go to Senyabriku, a village. I need to use something from that village. And there was a reason for that. Please understand it. Go to the village. And uh, against you, and straight ahead, you shall find an ass tied. You shall find what? An ass. So write it. The things you will find when you go to village. Tied asses. Kwasi? Why? I am the same person preaching to you. Uh, every, every, every service is different. So don't just think that, oh, I know. Never think you know. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. The message I'm preaching to you, I'm listening to the message myself. So I'm also a church member. So as I stand here, I am both a vessel God is using and a person who is listening to the message. Do you understand? That is why I'm not holding any notes because I am not the one speaking. It's the Holy Spirit who is speaking to all of us. I'm not reading notes. The Holy Spirit is explaining something to all of us. And I want all of us to open our ears to hear. So we can be see here, number one, Jesus said, go to the village. Number two, he said that when you go, you will see a court. A court. Not a horse. There is a reason why Jesus needs a court. Not, it's like he is coming to Accra. Normal person who wants to feel big when he enters Accra is that he might be driving a Rolls Royce or a limousine. Is it not true? If you want to prove that you are a great person and you are about to enter a city for everybody in the city, because in the city, you are going to meet all kind of great people who are rich, who are prosperous, who are driving wild cars. So if you say you are a great person and you are coming to the city and you want everyone to know that you too, you are a big man, then you must drive a certain kind of car that when you enter, everybody, wow, we are great, but this one is a greater person. Like when Gaddafi was coming to Ghana, he had a convoy of about 100 cars. Because he wanted to prove to President, president uh, Kofuwa that you are president, but your presidency is different from my presidency. He made me feel that. He intimidated us by the number of cars that followed him. <laughs> because he wanted to I am a great person and I'm about to enter into your small city. That is exactly what Jesus Christ could have done. Powerful men of God, great men there. Because a city is a place of big men. That's why everybody wants to go to come to a city. Big men. You can have minister for who? Minister for. In a village, even if you are a district assembly member, you are important there. District assembly member. So when a regional minister comes there, you assembly member, you don't have voice there. When a minister from Accra comes, so because the hierarchy is. But in a village, assembly member. You can't joke with him. He's a very great person. So if assembly man who is great want to come to Accra to show that he's the biggest in Accra, he had to prove in a certain way. That is Jesus Christ we are talking about. Very great. Greatest of all. And he was about to come to a big city. 
And then he tells his disciples, go to a village. Bring me a coach. And not that the court that is walking on the street, they say there is one tide. That means that he doesn't have even liberty for himself. Are you following me? Is it, I want my message to go into your heart. That's why I'm picking my phone. Eh? So you follow me. God will bless you. You shall find an ass. And let's see, you can see that the ass is tied. It is not a moving, a free ass. Tied. Tied. Hallelujah. And when you go there, Lose them. <laughs> the fourth thing you are supposed to do. Write it down. Number one, go to a village. Number two, find an ass. Don't go and find horse. Don't go and find mool. Go and find any other thing. I say horse, a, a, a coach. Jesus is careful the choice of words and the choice of words, what he needs. Number one, a village, not the city. Not the place where people are already Christians. People who are already going to Methodist, Anglican, they are quite masters of that. They don't need to go and bring them here. I don't need them in my church. I need villages. Those who are not refined. The one that will do unrefined villages. You are born a Christ. You are refined. You are refined. You use handkerchief. You wipe your mouth. Wipe your face. We will do this. Unrefined versions. We are villages. That's why we say, hey, the way you are being, I think you are, you are, you are, you are from far. Have you watched all this? Uh, he drank something. <laughs> He didn't want the people to say, they said, I'm from a far place, that's why. I want to introduce that I'm a villager, so don't, don't laugh at me. I am unrefined. Be careful what Jesus Christ is saying. The greatest wisdom ever lived on earth, the greatest authority, the greatest power, he's speaking. He said, that, there are three things. My disciples, go to village. Number two, look for us. When you see horse, that is well dressed. I don't need it. I'm looking for us. And the ass that you see carrying a cloth and all the things that you no know, asses and moves were used to carry bad things in a village. That's why he said that there's a we do what uh somebody is doing foolish work. What does this we do say in English? Donkey job, donkey job. So donkey, <laughs> donkey, that's for the jobs. Carry baller, water. If you want to do foolish things, you need a donkey. But if you want to show that you are important, you drive on horses. So 
So it's like in our modern day, as Jesus Christ was coming, he said that instead of Benz and B8, and it's also go to the village, you see, truck, you know, truck, the one we pull like this. It is tied, they bring it. That's what I'm going to sit on, truck. Then now, Peter, now, I am the greatest person. If you see somebody sitting on truck coming here, would you be saying that he's a great person? Jesus is showing us something. Listen, listen carefully. Truck. Peter. I know Peter, he was a fisherman, so he had a big. So, Muslim, all train at the Jesus Christ is what? And here in Oceania. Who's that now? Who's But you see, that is what the Bible, but you see, Bible is given to men of higher spirits. Because if you are not spiritual, we won't understand the teachings of the Bible. You need a spiritual mind to understand why certain things and certain people were used by God. Hallelujah. He said, go to the village. Look. Hallelujah. Look for what? Us. Number three, look for what type of us? The one that is tied. Tied. Okay? And number four, do what? Lose it. Lose them. Lose them. When you find one, lose them. And number four, do five, do what? Bring them unto me. So if you are a disciple of Christ, this is what he wants us to do. Number one, go to the village. Number two, look for an ass. Number three, look for the ass that is tied up. Number five, five lose the, the, the court. And number six, bring them. Why did Jesus Christ be interested in all these things? Because he said, bring them. And listen to what he said in the next verse. I'm trying to explain something. Many of us, which we don't know, because when we say Palm Sunday, all that you know is palm tree and palm tree, Oceana. Yeah, yeah, that's all that you know from the days when you became Sunday school and you have grown right after now. That's all that you know about. Is it not true? Uh -huh. <laughs> so Jeremiah 5, eh? 3 verse 15. What does God say? I will give you pastors. Who feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. So you are here that I give you knowledge and understanding. From today, when you read the scripture, may you receive a revelation that will show you the reason for all these writings. Hallelujah. So he said that if any man say out unto you, you shall say, The Lord has need. Of them. Hallelujah. The Lord has need of them. Why? Because, you see, we need to understand Jesus Christ and every choice of words. The reason why many of us, we don't see the need to bring courts and asses. Bad people. See, 
axes and like I said, they are used for bad things. Many of us, when we see drunkards in your area, when you see criminals in your community, when you see ladies who are like lives are wretched, instead of us having compassion on them, we rather insult than criticize us. Like, look at them. There are people, Bible says, the cult is tied. Tied. Many people's lives are tied up in smoking. Their lives are tied up in drinking. Their lives are tied up. They are, they are villagers. They are, they, are, they are in the position they cannot help themselves. You don't just come to Accra. If you're a village, because it's like when I go to Accra, where, where, where am I going? Who do I know? There are people whose destinies are better like, if I go to, who can help me? They are, they are spiritually villages. They have never been refined of the potentials in them. And so they are locked up in spiritual villages. They have not refined, they have not been to spiritual school, they have not been to spiritual education, they have never developed anything good, they don't know that prosperity and riches are all in their lives, so they are already, they are, they are desperate in the spiritual village as if there is nothing in them that God needs. But Jesus said, go for them. Listen, everybody who is sitting there here has people you know who are tied up. It's not true. Tied up in smoking. Tied up in fornication. There are some ladies, all that they have to say that, you, you say, you say, love me. Okay, let's go. Which way? Which style do you want? This way or this way? It's not, don't laugh at them. All. It's a spirit. They are tied up. Not that they like to fornicate. Not that they want to be prostitutes. It's not that they want to be prostitutes. It is the spirit of the devil has tied them up. There was a lady we tried to win recently. We said we want to help you as a prostitute. He said that the man, man that who brought me from Nigeria, he has cut my hair and he has taken my blood and we have had a covenant. If I stop, he will kill me. Tied up. Tied up. So when you see her standing over there, you may think that, oh, look at this small girl. And, and I think she was just about 17 years or 18 years from Nigeria. She, she, she said, I work here. Tied. We were trying to help her. Tied up. As if there is nothing good in her. The devil is a wicked force. You people don't know. the when you are, when you are a young man and you, it's like every lady you see, you are going to ask her, you think that you are having fun, you are tied up by the devil. If you don't know, you are tied. And it's for anything which you have breasts and buttocks, you see that you are chasing. It's not you. It's the spirits that has tied you up. Tied up. Tied up. So, many of us, when we are going for evangelism and we are looking for people who are Jesus said, I don't need people from Jerusalem. They are already refined. There's a village, a lot of villages who are unrefined. A lot of spiritual people in darkness. In confusion, there's no light there. There's no word of God there. There's no life, spiritual life there. So they are they, at the age of 
12, everybody has a boyfriend. That's the, the village life. That's a village life. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, you are my disciples. Go and bring them. Bring them. If we don't bring people who are tied up in your area that you know, you know them. I'm here standing here preaching to you every day. And every day I ask that, throw this challenge to you. You just come and come and look at the reverend. It's a powerful message. <laughs> I am preaching. One day God will judge you by what you did or you didn't do. Tied up. When you see a smoker in your house, around your area, don't just pass by. Be interested and know that he is spiritually bound up. You, it is your duty to untie on time and bring him. Jesus said, on time and bring them to me. They may not be important to you because you don't see the value of a prostitute following you to church. Because you don't see a drunkard following you to church. You don't see a sick person following you to church. But Jesus Christ said, they are, I have need of them. I have need of them. You don't know the value of them. I have need of them. They are poor. They are sick. They are prostitute. They are, they are drunkard. But it is not about you. I say, bring them to me. You bring them to me. Bring them to me. They don't have value for you. That is why you don't see the reason why you should invite them to church. This is the house of God. This is not my house. This is not your house. If I am coming to your house and... You say, I don't like this type of people. I say, okay, that's your house. You have your right. But this is the house of God. God said, the, the people I want you to go bring them to me are the people who nobody cares for them. Hallelujah. You need to understand, that's what I say, understand the word. highest wisdom of God is me manifest to us in this church. That Jesus said, I don't need somebody who is a Methodist, who is a Baptist, who is a Methodist. Men of always say we should go for evangelism. You are bringing your friend who is already a singer in another church. He's sitting in Jerusalem. We don't need the Jerusalem person. There are many villages. There are many white people. Jesus is looking for this kind of people. Bring them to me. Hallelujah. That is why yesterday, when we had a program here, what do you call it? Evangelistic work. We didn't go to West Hill Mall. We are not looking for West Hill. Say people living in Jerusalem. We are looking for courts who are tied up at Tetegu. Tetegu. Because God is looking for people who are. See, when you read the Bible, you can see that almost. 90% of the people who wrote the Bible are all sinners. Bad people. Moses, who wrote the first five books, you know he was a murderer. Murderer. So you see, when you meet Atai's brother, he will say, that, oh, I don't want to bring this person in church because I don't see anything good in him. But Jesus said, Bring them to me. I know how to turn their lives around and make them useful for my kingdom. Are you there or go home? Jesus, uh, 
what do you call it? David. Somebody who could kill, like Reverend Jesha, I killed him and married his wife. And I'm standing here preaching. You will say that, I, I won't go to that church again. The pastor who killed his assistant and married his wife. Would you come to my church? If you want unto me, when you hear that I've impregnated a young girl who doesn't have a boyfriend, you will not come to my church. Okay, it's not true. <laughs> Yet, God said, he's a man after my own heart. Paul, who was Saul? Very wicked man. Wicked. He killed everybody who wanted to go to church. If you were, you were a normal Christian like you, you said, hey, Paul, don't, that is what Bible said. The Pharisees, they told Paul that when you, we see you in the, in the temple, we will kill you. You. So Jesus Christ appeared to him and said, Peter, Paul, Lord, the people, they will not accept me. Go to the Gentiles. If you stay in Jerusalem, the very people that you think you are working with me, they will kill you there. There are many Christians like us. When we see sinners, hey, Christopher, because we can't see anything good. When Jesus told Ananias, go and pray for a man called Saul. Say, hey, Jesus! Ananias says, Saul, please. I don't pray for such people. The man is a wicked man. He kills. If he knows that I am following, he'll kill me. Jesus had to explain to him that he's a changed vessel. He said, I am going to use him to suffer many things for me. It is irrelevant to you, but Jesus said, bring them to me. I have needs of them. I have needs of them. I need them. You don't need them. I, Jesus, I say, I need them. I need them. Do you understand what I'm trying to explain to you? This is what we mean, the triumphal entry. It's not that the ceremony. It's the significance of this book, the thing we are reading. He said, you, many of us, when you see somebody has committed abortion, you don't need her. But it is not your house. It is God's house. God says, I need him. Never stand anywhere to condemn anybody that has committed sin in the church. You have no right. I say, you have no right. They didn't come to your house. I said, in your house, you can put there in South Africa. But many places, when you go, they have put a sticker of notice there. This place, we, we, we have a right of admission of people who enter here. It's, it's a right of admission. So they choose who enter this house. So when you have black person, say black people don't enter here. You, if you are black, don't venture because you go there, they'll kill you. It is their right who they choose to bring to the house. That's their rights. God said that you may not need them, but I, I need a court. You say it's a villager. I need a villager. You say he doesn't know, he doesn't know how to speak good English. I need a, a person who cannot speak good English, but I can use. You say you have not been to university before, eh? so you don't need him. Leave that guy. I need him in my house. Who said that he's not a rich person, so you don't need him, eh? Leave it with God. God needs everybody 
Today I came to announce to you that you are as important to Jesus Christ as any other person you ever think God is. Never become somebody who tells you you are nothing. You are something important. Even if your mother and your father have told you that you will amount to nothing, I came to announce to you that you are very important to Jesus Christ and he's ready to use you if only you care to listen to obey him. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Lose him and just bring him to me. Many of you who are here, let me, let me say it and say it once again. When you see an usher, usher, and he's trying to say, sit down here, and you throw your hands, you don't need the usher, but I need the usher. You don't understand what it is to run a church. It is not your house to turn to who you respect and who you don't respect. If you don't respect my usher, I can tell you that I will never respect you. You don't need them. I need them. It is this house. I need them. People who sweep here, if you think that they are not important, so you throw your hands on them, be careful. It's not your house. You do, because of your car, because of your money, you don't respect people. You don't need them. But I, God said that I need them. If we say, bring your car and come and sweep, you say, who sweep? So when somebody is sweeping, he, but Jesus said, when, say, Jesus said, when they ask you, what do you say? Tell them, the Lord has need of them. The Lord has need of them. That's the title of the message. You can even put that. The Lord has need of them. You don't need the villager. You don't need the poor person. You don't need the small person. You don't need the... Jesus said, I have need of them. Hallelujah. We say somebody is in charge of anything here. Don't fight the person. You don't need him. You don't need her. But I want you to know God has needs of it. Your person. Hallelujah. You can be, be, be great in your house. But in the church it is not your house. You can't bring yourself to your, the house of God. In the house of God, there is order and there is control. So when we say this person is in charge of worship, you can't come and fight him. Because when you fight him, you have fought up against me. You don't need him, but I need him. So when anybody that Jesus said, I need him, be careful the way you treat that person. But don't use your anything God has blessed you with to become a, a point of curse for your life. And you can be cursed if you must mishandle the thing that God says I need. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Amen. I need them. They may not be interested in you. We are not interested. You don't care who, who they are. I need my ushers. I respect my ushers. I need my choristers. I need my minstrels. I need them. They are very important. My administrators are very important. My assistant pastors are very important. My wife is a very important person to me. You don't need her, but I need her. Be careful the way you treat her. You don't respect her. You, I don't see anybody who doesn't respect my wife. I don't respect you. I may laugh at you and smile at you, but I can tell you that. Because you cannot despise what I admire. Are you here? For protocol says, when we meet, we shall laugh and we shall shake hands. 
protocol sake. I'm a pastor. I cannot say that why are you insult my wife. So go away from my church. It's not my church. That I can tell you that you don't need her. But I need her. Hallelujah. You don't need the person who have just joined the church. Sometimes, even when somebody comes to church, instead of being courteous to allow the person to sit by you, you look as you say, you don't need him. You don't need him. The Lord has needs of that person. Be careful you don't maltreat what God likes. Because you don't understand where the person is coming from. You don't know his background. Are you here of going home? So Jesus said, tell them, <coughs> the Lord has needs of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so that way they will send them. The next verse. Watch it. All this was done. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a cot, the fall of an ass. Now, what is the reason why Jesus Christ is choosing a cot, Peter, but not a horse, is that he was doing things that fulfilled scripture on him. I say it again. The reason why Jesus Christ made a choice between a horse. The reason Jesus Christ made a choice between educated person and uneducated person. There's a reason for that. The reason why God chose a poor person but not a rich person. The reason why God chose a woman but not a man. There's a reason for every decision that goes on from the spiritual dimensions. That is why you must be careful the way you make comments about issues of the church. Because you don't understand many things. But the Bible said that it may fulfill a prophecy that had been spoken before Jesus Christ was born. I can tell you before this church was built up, God had determined that some people today they are standing as prostitutes, but tomorrow is coming. They shall be prophetess who are coming to church. So when that person is coming to the church of God, the time has come for that person to enter the church. Don't stand and say, ah, but I know you. Are you not the one who always stand at the letter? And discuss. He may be a fulfillment of prophecy. Are you here? Please, I want to beg you. Don't joke with spiritual things. If you don't understand anything, you can come and ask. We will explain to you. But don't make negative comments. Because it can, you can be killed by God. The Bible said, and the people met against Moses. And the Lord killed them. Be careful. That it may be fulfilled. The prophecy. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Watch it. Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. Listen to that prophecy. It was a prophecy made by Zechariah. Long time before Jesus Christ was born. That if you see a man. Who is riding on the horse. And he says he's a, a messiah. Know that he's not a messiah. If you see a powerful prophet coming to Jerusalem and riding on a four-wheel car, limousine, he is not the Messiah. Because the first day that he was born, they thought that this, the angel told Mary, the, 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 the shepherd, this is the sign. If you want to see that the Messiah has been born, 
Number one, when you go and you see a child in the, in the court with fun, air conditioning around that child, is not the Messiah. There is always a sign of a person's destiny. But the one you see with swaddling cloth, just up near to Mago, See, spiritually, physically, you would think that he's born a poor person. But it's a spiritual sign of his greatness is that he must be wrapped by a swaddling cloth. So when Jesus Christ was being born, God intentionally allowed Mary, who is a poor woman, to give birth to him because that is what fulfills prophecy about the Messiah. A Messiah who is born in the king's palace with a, a what do you call it? A linen cloth around that child is not the Messiah. That is why you must be careful about poor people today. Because today you may think that your person is poor. But what you don't know is that the Lord brought him here to fulfill a prophecy about his destiny. And that is why when you are poor, don't worry too much because it's just a question of time. God will use your poverty to fulfill his purpose for your destiny. Hallelujah. Are you hallelujah? Are you understanding my preaching to you? It's the Holy Spirit who speaks. Can you see? I'm not holding notes. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us one after the other. When I finish, I'm going to listen to the message myself because I'm not the one speaking. I'm not reading the notes. The one you see, God has certain things to identify great people. And many times, those things, you human being, you will not live and see it and like it. That is why many men, women will not marry young poor boys. Because when they see them today, they say they are poor. But you watch. All my young boys who are around here, multi-billionaires for today. I tell you. I tell you. I tell you. Any lady you propose to, who say no? Tell, tell that sister, watch me. Say, watch me. I say, watch me carefully. You are missing something. Tomorrow you see me and you'll be shocked. To say, hey, is it the one or not the one? Because God has intentionally made me poor so that he will beat you. I'm speaking prophecy to somebody's life. It shall be fulfilled. The prophecy, the prophecy, the prophecy. Your prophetic unction is that you will be great. I said you'll be prosperous. You'll be exalted. The fact that today you are wearing a squatting cloth does not make mean that you are poor. It is God's way of hiding you so that at the appropriate time, he shall exalt you and lift you higher. Hallelujah, somebody. So Jesus Christ intentionally chose a court to fulfill a prophecy on his life. He knew that if he chose to drive a horse, it will not be said that he is a messiah. So he intentionally, he knew that to fulfill his destiny, he had to choose a horse, uh, 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 an ass. Listen, that is why you must be careful who counsels you or whom you share your visions of life. You see, make God, there are many ladies, eh? You see that maybe you have met a nice guy. You know he's a very good guy. And you can feel that you really, really love this guy. And you can say the guy is a very good God, God is really using him. But 
Your friend will tell the cat, but if you look at his shoe, when you look at his belt, eh? but you, pa, I mean, what did you see in this girl? That I, I mean, I have people in this church, I've had people in this church who, 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 who have spoken against David and his wife. They, they say, about David Christ, what does he see in Karen K? That he, among all the beautiful people in the church, he didn't choose anybody, but he chose Karen K. Because their eyes are blinded. They can see, but the man can see. I say he can see. Many people, even many family members, I've had countless comments. Countless. Countless comments. Negative comments. From church members. Oh. Because they were looking for a horse for that man to ride on. But he saw that he is not destined to ride a horse to fulfill his destiny. There is an ass. So he chose an ass. An ass. But you watch it. Watch it. Today, you think that he's a, he's a donkey carrying bad things. We are all moving on. We will see who will grow fat very soon. And who will grow slim very soon. We will see who will be rich very soon. And who will be poor very soon. We will see. We, we are all here. We are watching. We are watching. We are watching. I know people who used to be very fat. Today they have grown very lean. Because the challenges of life, because of foolish decisions they took, has whipped them one, has cut, removed all their strength from them. Hallelujah, somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Because see, Spiritual, the Bible said that a spiritual person cannot, a carnal person cannot understand the things of the spirit. That is why be careful who is your friend. Because your friend can be a carnal person. And so as you are about to take a decision on spiritual things, your friend who is a carnal person will tell you that, ah, what is this? What is this? What is that? In Job chapter number 2 verse 9. Bible says that Job, his wife, Job has gone through challenges. He has lost his business. He has lost his children. He has lost his family. He has lost everything he had. And now he's full of sorrows and suffering. The only closest person he needed encouragement was his wife. Because his wife met him when they were married. Come. He said, for better always in prosperity and adversity in riches and poverty I will marry you till death do us apart that is see, Romeo and Juliet clap for us clap for us Romeo and Juliet wow do I have a Am I allowed to give the, 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 my, my wife a, a, a kiss? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, as far as Job was concerned, if anybody could deny her a support, him a support, it shouldn't be his wife. But we have made a vow. That's why, be careful which woman you are marrying. When things are good, he said, I see that, darling. When trouble comes, I said, ah, please, listen to what he said. 
Watch it. He said, does that still maintains your integrity? You want to still keep yourself. Curse God and die. The man's destiny to fulfill the blessings of God on his life was to maintain his integrity before God. And the very thing that has been a blessing to him was the same thing his wife was attacking. The closest friend, the most closest person to his life was his wife. He said, curse God. If I'm dying, and you know I'm going to die because I have plenty souls, won't you encourage me even to sing praises and die? But rather I should curse God. So when I, I, I die, as for me, I'll be in hell fire. God, I curse God. And as I am gone at the funeral, another guy will come. Oh, sister, don't cry, you know. Me at the table, say, oh, the one you be wife. I know you show. Me say, free Jimu. Now, my sister will be here. Free Jimu. Free Jimu. Free Jimu. And I will be the Mayor Pow. 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 Say me for that. Yeah. Eh? Now Romeo call. Now Isaac Abefa. <laughs> so he said, curse God and that's it. Are you still maintaining your integrity? There are many young girls. Your friends will tell you, are you still being virgin? After you, we all have boyfriends. Why you still don't have one to have a boyfriend? And you see, you can get your husband without sleeping with the person. Hey, in this day and age, it's not possible. Oh. Let him eat you small. And then later on, when you do it, well, then I fall, nobody will see. That is the devil speaking to you face to face. Anybody who does this negative words to you against the word of God is not the, your friend. Oh. It is Satan who is standing in front of you. Watch what the guy said. The next one. Job told him, you are speaking as one of the foolish women I've ever seen on earth. Sometimes when your friend, your husband, or your, your wife is saying things that goes against the contrary to the word of God, you can insult the person. You are, you are free. I said, you can insult the person. You are free. The Bible says, not me saying it. When your boss you have worked with, and he said, Oh, let me eat you small for promotion, you can slap him. Because at that time, foolishness has entered into his spirit. Don't be afraid. Then when you slap him, he, will, he, will, he can't suck you. He can't suck you. Jesus Christ told Peter, Get behind me, Satan. He told Peter, Peter, the person he said that you shall be Peter, and I'll hand you over the whole church. When he said, I'm going to Jesus, I'll be killed. He said, Jesus, you can't be killed. How are you going to be killed? Jesus looked at him face and said, get behind me, Satan. He called him Satan. So only because it is the voice of the devil that wants to deny you of what had been written about your destiny. Destiny fulfillment, you need to go to a certain kind of challenges. You need to go to a certain cause. It is God's will. Jesus had to throw away the honor of driving a Mercedes Benz. 
and go and sit on trog. A court. Because it has been prophesied in Zechariah chapter 9. Can we bring that scripture? Zechariah chapter 9 verse 9. It says that rejoice greatly that daughter of Zion. Shout all daughters of Jerusalem. Behold thy king cometh unto thee. He is just and having salvation. Jesus Christ is a man of salvation. And uh, have a lowly, 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 humble. Instead of driving Mercedes Benz, not that he cannot buy you, he could buy it. But the fulfillment of scripture is that he cannot drive a big car. Because when you see him driving a Benz bus or a big car, he is not the Messiah. So to fulfill scripture, he has to go lowly and riding on an ass and upon the court, the fall upon us. Verse 10, watch this. Watch verse 10. Quickly. And I will cut off the chariot of Ephraim and the horse of Jerusalem. And the battle bow shall be cut off. And he shall speak peace unto the heathen. And his dominion shall be from sea even unto sea. That is the prophecy of Jesus Christ. That his kind of pastor is going to become that he's going around the whole world, not only Jerusalem alone. And so from sea to sea, even unto the ends of the world. And Jesus Christ could see himself in this scripture. And so when the time came, he said, of, if he had made a choice of a horse, he would have destroyed his destiny. But he knew his destiny. And he was ready to fulfill scripture. I came to speak to somebody over here. Don't allow anybody to destroy you and counsel you to abort your destiny. No matter what seemed to be a disgrace. One day, there was a certain lady who got pregnant here. I told her that don't abort that child. Keep the child. And be ready to go through the shame. There is an honor for you. There's an honor. Yes, you are in the church. You have, committed, you have, you have, been, you have, you have, you have been impregnated. But that is not the, answer, the problem. It may be that even the child you are going to have may be the only child that God is going to give to you. So don't abort that child. Don't touch, even though you have sinned. But just listen to my counsel. Because the prophecy is that maybe that child, I told her, do you know the Bishop Saki? Her mother nearly aborted him. Bishop Saki. Her mother almost aborted him. That is Bishop Saki we are talking about. So you say, you don't know the destiny of somebody. And you don't know the destiny of a child in your womb. Ladies, young girls, let me warn you, be careful. It may be that you have made a mistake by committing abort a fornication. But don't abort the seed in your womb. It may be that it's being used to fulfill a certain prophecy about your destiny. That's, 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 it will fulfill. Please take your seat. So you need to understand, Jesus Christ was conscious. That's why when they were, I'm sure Peter was saying, Master, Master, you're too big. You know, sometimes people around you can make you feel that you're too big. You see, this one is not good for you. I mean, you can do, look at our president, Mahama. At the time when they put the boys in prison, instead of the counselors saying, my, my, Mr. President, allow these boys to go through normal, I mean, a fraud, three months, they will come back. You can reward them. You have the power to do it. Don't, but you see, the people who were signing, Nana, 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 Minister for Education, what's the name, Professor Nana, and all the women who were mobilized, what they did, he didn't know that they were his enemies. They were his enemies. Many a time, the people who counsel you, they, they, they do things to appear to you that they love you, but what they don't understand spiritual things. They don't understand. Don't listen to foolish counsel. 
That's why you need to be very spiritual. Be very spiritual. Jesus Christ knew that the only way he would be accepted as the Messiah was to ride on horse, on, on us. So if he was allowing the world and the, what people say to influence him, he would have rejected the whole. That is why when the people he entered, when the people saw him, because the people also were waiting for a Messiah. And the scripture has said in Zechariah that the one you see sitting on an ass is your king. And so immediately they saw Jesus Christ enter into Jerusalem and ride on a horse. Nobody told the ladies, go and cut the branch. Go and bring your horse. Go and bring it because they knew that the Messiah is appearing. That is why the Bible says they took their dress. They took their shoes. They took everything and said, our Messiah has arrived. Our Messiah is coming. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. Let's praise him. They knew because they had been prophesied to them. They were spiritual enough to know that the one who comes, you record. So, as you read further, I said that, and the multitude that went before him, they followed the cry and said, No, go back to verse 8. Watch it. Watch it. And a very great multitude eh, spread their nets, their garment on the way, and cut down branches from the trees and straws in the way. Wow. And as verse, watch it. And the multitude that went before. There were multitude in front of him, and multitude behind him, and they said, crying, saying, "Hosanna to the son of David!" Why? Because they said that the son of David, that you are the king, we have been expecting, because we can see you fulfilling scriptures by the kind of car you are driving, the kind of choice you are riding or tell said that. You are the Messiah. Let me prophesy anybody that you is when you fulfill the prophecy of God for your life, even those who criticize you, they will lay down their dresses for you to walk on it. God will turn all your accusers and all your attackers. David said that he will lay a table before me in the presence of those who attack me. From today, I came to speak to you that if only you can allow Jesus. And his word to guide you. If you, you can allow yourself to be used by Jesus. It does not matter what people say about you. And whether you came from a village or didn't come from a village. I came from a village. But because I've been an ass upon which Jesus has wrote on me for the last 16 years over here. Today, you lay for me a carpet I walk upon. It is your time to walk on your carpet. It's a time for you to walk on your glory. It's time for you to also be used by Jesus. As you allow Jesus to use you, ah, no matter where you're coming from. See, when he entered Jerusalem, people didn't know where the ass came from. All that they know is that an ass is being used by Jesus Christ. If you want to be great in this world, ask yourself, what can I do for God to use me? Yes, I may have come from the poorest of families, but if Jesus can use me, I will no more be known as a village coach, I am entering into my glory. The glory of Jerusalem. The glory of where great men are. The glory of place where blessings are. The place where blessings and prosperity and glory are waiting for. I see every one of you riding. God, Jesus Christ riding you. Riding you successfully into your glory. Riding on you to your blessed promises. Riding on you to your greatness. Riding on you. If only we can allow him. To use them because he said that the Lord has need of them. Today, 
may you be needful for Jesus Christ. I said, from today, may you be needful for Jesus Christ. May God say that I have need of you because you can sing well for me. And when you stand here and sing, you are not singing for anybody. You are singing for Jesus. When you allow yourself to be used by God, you walk into a glory, into a blessing. I see the hand of the Lord upon your life. I see that anything that people have said about you will not come to pass. But the word of God will be fulfilled in your destiny. From today, you are about to enter into your glory. All those who have ever despised you in the village, they will come to the city and say that you have been exalted in the city. Receive the exaltation of the Lord. Receive the glory of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 6, they say, Arise and begin to shine, for thy light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Those who knew you in the village, they will come and see you in the city, and they will see the glory of the Lord is all upon you. The glory of the Lord is all upon you. The blessings of the Lord is all upon you. As you allow Jesus to use you, you will see his glory. Be People are of great stature and glory from the village. They will lay before you a carpet for you to walk. They will lay before you a glory for you to walk. They will honor you. They will respect you. They will throw their towels. They will throw their cloth. From today, may you be counted among the glorious. For the Lord Jesus is going to use you. Lift up your hands and begin to thank the Lord. Begin to thank the Lord. Say, the Lord has need of me. The Lord has need of me. Tell yourself the Lord has need of me. The Lord can use me. Oh Lord, you can use me. You can use anything, you can use me. Lift up your hands and pray. Say, Lord, I am a village boy. I am a village girl. Spiritually, I am a village person. But Lord, untie me. Untie me from drinking. Untie me from smoking. Untie me from fornication. Untie me, Lord, and set me free. And I'll use me. Use me, Lord. Everybody pray and say, Lord, you can use me. You can use me. A village person like me. You can use me. You can use me. A despised person like me. You can use me. You can use me. Lord, you can use me. Lord, I yield to myself to you. I surrender to you. I surrender to you. I, I surrender.